Welcome back to Slayer Talk. What the hell? With Mark and Carol. I'm recording with the Crypt Keeper. Are you going to interrupt the, <laughs> the theme music every time we do it? No. You laughed last time. Well, because you're being silly and I'm you gonna, make me laugh. I'm going to start to to mute your microphone. Fuck off. I do the intros. This is not an intro. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Slayer Talk, our Buffy the Vampire Slayer show. I'm Mark. With me, as always, is my lovely girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Much. It's been a good week. It's March 25th, 1997. We just watched the third episode of, well, fourth episode, I guess, because third week, but fourth episode of uh, Buffdefer the Vampire this Slayer. This is our third episode. Well, that's her name, her full name, right? Buffington? Sure. Buffington the Vampire Slayer. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's what her birth certificate says, although it's kind of weird to think that her birth certificate might actually say Buffy. Buffy! I highly doubt that. Like, doesn't that seem like a nickname? Buffy seems like short for something. I can't imagine what. Barbara. You think? I don't know. Mm. There are people named Buffy. I, I've heard of it. But I like I've heard people called Buffy. It's usually, I associate it more with like old money. Right. Oh, Buffy. Or Muffy. Right. But I don't know if in those situations it is short for something. Yeah. Or if it's an actual name. I feel like it's short for something. I'm going to have to find this out. I'm going to have to find a Buffy and ask them. We're going to have to go to the library <laughs> and peruse the card catalog. Look for a book about names. Right. Name origins. Hmm. Origins. I actually like called. those books. Yeah? Yeah. Like, you know, baby naming books. It's kind of fun, like, seeing oh, right. what different names are. And Christopher. What they mean. I don't yeah. know why I chose that one. It's a very ordinary name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, Mark means um, a couple different things. So, one, it means he who is exalted. Uh, two, it means money. And three, it means um, a uh, smudge. <laughs> Carol is a song of joy, and my mom's name is Joy, so that's kind of cool. That is funny. I don't know, actually, what Mark means. Hmm. But... I know the very funny joke from Top Secret. You ever see Top Secret? No. Oh, it's one of the best of those Abrams Brothers movies. Okay. Like they did Airplane and stuff, you know? To me, <laughs> it's the best one. It's the one with Val Kilmer. Okay. But anyway, uh, the woman in it is German, and she says her name is something, and she's like, oh, it, it means this. My mother thought it was it's like you know something beautiful, like you said, like Song of Joy or something like that, right? And... She's like, uh, what's your name mean, Nick? And he was like, I don't know. My dad thought of it while he was shaving. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, what's his name? The Roger Ebert, the film critic. He said, with the Abrams Brothers movies, you always laugh twice at every joke. You First you laugh at the joke, and then you laugh at yourself for laughing at something <laughs> so stupid. Cute. So this week on Buffy. Speaking of stupid. It was like, like I don't know, the sexual assault episode, except it was against 
the boys. Yeah, the boys. Finally, it was finally weird. the boys are getting their turn to be sexually assaulted. It's weird. <laughs> I did kind of think it was odd because so this episode is called Teacher's Pet, mm-hmm. and it features a supposedly hot teacher. You don't think she's hot? Eh, she's fine. She's a very standard looking woman. Huh. They could have got they couldn't have gotten a more just standard looking woman. Interesting. She's not ugly, she's not hot, she's just a regular looking woman. I think it was her body or whatever. I guess. I don't know. She looks she look I mean Kudos to them, I guess, for casting appropriately, but she looked like a middle-aged woman. <laughs> but anyway, so the Buffy, the, the reason the woman comes to be is because uh, Buffy kind of bonds with her teacher. Yeah, finally, there's somebody who's like, hey, I don't care about, you know, your bad permanent record. We'll show them. You just need to, you know, actually do your homework and... She was all like excited and I'll give it to him the the it sounds cheesy but the way it was played the way it was acted by both Sarah Michelle Geller and the actor that played this professor that we met for one time right I actually felt something Yeah they did they did a really nice job with that Like they really had a really good connection and then they immediately kill him yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, she discovers his body and his head has been removed. And that had to be so traumatizing to, I mean, even if she didn't know him, that would be traumatizing. But By the to way, be the I, one teacher that, you know, she actually likes. I got something to say about all that situation later. Okay. But so he's, he's a biology teacher and he's talking about, um, he's talking about insects and things like that, ants mm-hmm. and everything. And he gets attacked by what looks like some kind of giant insect. Yeah. Although we only really see the the arm, I guess. Yeah, I think it was more like a shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow of more. But But anyway, so he gets attacked and killed. And how many people are going to die at this school before people start asking questions? But I mean, like like they said, it's like people don't want to believe anything's wrong, so they don't. But it okay. It's, it's, it's a hell mouth. It doesn't. <laughs> you think that explains anything? I think that it's supposed to. I think it is the catch-all response to. I I'll tell you, it's very unbelievable that so many things go on and no one gets wind of it. But this is the and, premise of the show. Well, at some point, yeah, and it's it's one of those game-breaking premises to me because at some point. Like, if no one discovered anything, if it was all in the shadows, that would be one thing, but they're actually discovering bodies, like, every week at this school. Mm -hmm. At some point, don't you think, like, the fucking FBI or somebody would be like, what is going on? Well, okay, last week, no bodies, okay? The cheerleaders got hurt. None of them died. (laughs) Yeah, that woman just got her fucking mouth completely covered up. (laughs) No investigation necessary there. Simple surgery. Oh, that's just something that happens out of nowhere. Oh, and it reversed itself. Cool. <laughs> but I mean, like, the mom's the one that, you know, died, but her body was just gone. Right. She's inside of a little trophy now. Yeah. And the week before, it was not at the school. It was at the club. No, but a bunch of people died in a club. A bunch of high schoolers. Yes, that did happen. And the bodyguard. The bodyguard definitely died. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's a hot mouth. Okay. Well, there you go. What are you, a consultant <laughs> on this show? Because that's apparently all the thought they put into it. Hey, I don't know. I think it's cool. Because, like, how else are they going to have a show with a new episode every week unless they are, you know, having yeah. dead bodies and stuff? They should say something, though, about, like, because it's close to the Hellmouth, there's, like, it warps reality in some way, it blocks people's minds, it puts in it's false memories, something like that to give at least a bit of an explanation for why there isn't more of an alarm raised. At some point, if I'll give the show credit if at some point, if they there's in like an investigative team that comes in, it's like what's going on, and Buffy has to try to like I don't know subvert them so they don't find out, so she can continue to do her shit. I guess we'll see. But yeah, so headless teacher, <laughs> and then the yeah, subs- a real Ichabod Crane episode, right? Then the substitute teacher comes in, and all the boys want to fuck her. Yeah, which is weird to me, by the way. Why? Because she's not that attractive. She's just a very standard-looking woman. To you. Apparently, to all these boys, she's hot. Suspension of disbelief. I guess. But I always, like, I was thinking to myself, it'd be it, how weird would it be if it was the shoe was on the other foot? If it was some hot male teacher, and all the girls were like, oh, he's so cute and everything, and... He was like, hey, why don't you come back to my place? Yeah, well, I've, I was thinking about that, too. Like, this episode would be a very different episode if the victims were girls instead of boys. And I think they do that because I think it would be too upsetting yeah. for women to watch because so many women do get sexually assaulted. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. It'd be more like a bad after-school special than a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode if the girls were getting raped. <laughs> yep. So let's just rape the guys. It's all right. I mean, at least one of them really did get raped. He said he watched it happen. Yes. Ugh, that's so awful. Yeah, I don't know which one it was. But... I feel traumatized just from watching this episode. And he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because she ate his head. Yeah, I don't know. It was... Not in the good way, guys. No. Well, it was it was the one that got um, went missing first, I think. There Not... was a dude that went missing before him. Before whose? Who's him? Okay, so Xander eventually gets stolen. Before him, there was another... F- stolen. <laughs> there was another football... Why don't you explain a little bit more of the premise of what's going on here? All the boys want to fuck the teacher. Yeah. The teacher is inviting them to stay after to help her with stuff. To make an egg sack for fucking praying mantises. Yeah, it's there's supposed to be paper mache or whatever. And, um, but it's real, everyone. The, the first one that stays after to help her... Doesn't show up to school the next day. I thought that was the guy that was left. Oh. I guess you're right. Maybe there wasn't. So, yeah, I guess that does leave the question of who. Maybe it was the teacher. Oh, no. That wasn't working. dead already. Could have been some random guy. Yeah, I guess some rando. So, yeah. Um, That guy goes missing, and then she asks Xander to help her, and he's all like, oh, yeah, I'm the man, and he's all excited. And then when he goes to help her, she's like eating, by the way, a sandwich of crickets that are alive and just what? Hoping nobody notices. Like, why would you do that? You're trying to to be a person. Why is she doing this, though? Hmm. Like, like, why would a regular human woman be eating a sandwich of crickets? She's not a regular human woman. What the fuck? Oh, okay. She's not. I'm getting there. (laughs) While you're jumping the gun. Get there, then. Tell them. She's a praying mantis monster. Yeah. 
She's a full-sized praying mantis that can shapeshift into a woman, I guess. I guess. It's really weird. It's not very well explained. And, like, why would the praying mantis, if they want to eat live crickets, they wouldn't want it between bread? I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. That is the, that's, the, that's the weirdest thing about the episode, <laughs> is her consumption of bread. Well, Xander almost catches her eating live crickets. It just seems like a really strange decision. Do praying mantises eat live crickets? Oh, I, I don't know. know. I guess we'll have to call the pet store and ask them. Okay. Well, they sell crickets for something. Right? I guess. They find out very quickly that she is a monster of mm-hmm. some sort. Because Buffy goes looking for a... A vampire that's got a giant claw. Oh yeah, yeah. That, um, Angel comes in. <laughs> yeah, Angel got forked. <laughs> wow. He's, yep. he's got found, scratch. Found, found your humor. No, he's got scratches on his arm, which like I thought, mm-hmm. like I don't know, like that looked bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was supposed to. And he's like, "Be careful! He's coming for you, or whatever." Which it didn't seem like he was at all. No, she went hunting him. And he's like, oh, don't like, uh, don't let him corny or whatever. Don't make the same mistake I made. Why is Angel just skulking around? What the fuck is going on with yeah, this Yeah, I really want to know what his story is, too. But it... I do love, too, like, how he makes an excuse to give her his, his jacket. Yeah. I think just so he can show off his scar. Yeah, maybe. Because he's like, oh, you look cold. Here, take my jacket. She never said she was cold, didn't look shivery. Yeah, and then he, indoors. And then at the end, though, he tells her to keep it. So she now has a cool black leather jacket. He's just accessorizing her all over the place because, like, <laughs> the first episode he gave her a like big crucifix to wear, and now he's given her the leather jacket. At one one point, he's gonna walk into that bronze club or whatever, and he's gonna trip, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, Buffy, these high heels just aren't working out for me." Here, why don't you have? <laughs> right. but yeah so she's after claw dude or fork dude or whatever what fork guy claudette what (laughs) you said claw dude i thought claw shout out claudette claw claw shout out (laughs) fork fork hand yeah for some reason it's a it's hilarious too because it does not go explained in any way just there's a vampire with a metal hand in the park for some reason and like because angel's warning her you think this is the big bad dude for the episode i guess but it's not because there's something bigger and better as the teacher is walking by and he's about to go after her she turns and looks at him and he runs scared into the sewer yeah where they all live apparently the sewer which is the world's weirdest rave which is a just a giant cave underneath the I wonder City. if vampires have no sense of smell. Sunnydale. I mean, that would have to be the only way that works. Yeah. Because why else would you want to live in a sewer? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, that's their choice, right? To live in a sewer? I mean... Otherwise, they'd just be living in the fucking mansion, right? Like a glass house where they, everyone can see what they're doing. And the sun can shine. Shut up. I'm pretty sure it's out of necessity that they're living in the sewer. They could find other places. Where? Caves. They're living in a fucking cave, apparently. <laughs> Joss Whedon doesn't know what a sewer looks like. It is weird. It is weird, because it does look more like a cave. Yeah. Hmm. 
Anyway, so Buffy knows that something's wrong with this teacher, and then she's like, Xander's supposed to be with her. Right. Which, or no, was supposed to meet her earlier. That was it. So then they're going to go try to talk to Xander, make sure he's okay, Mm -hmm. but they can't find him because now he's going to the teacher's house. Right. Because we skipped this part, but when he went to meet with her and she's eating her fucking cricket sandwich, she's like, oh, I forgot my paper mache at home. Mm -hmm. Come to my house at 7 o'clock. Right. So that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. Like what? Like what? Teachers yeah. like, hey, come, just you, just by yourself, come hang out at my house. Um, the kind that wants to eat him. Yeah, I guess so. In a couple ways. Yeah. But turns out, see the guy, the first guy that goes missing, which is in the cage with Xander, because yeah. they're held in cages. Turns out that she that apparently she only likes virgins. But they go. I want to bring it up. Okay. I think I know where you're going, and I want to bring that up. All right, too. go ahead. Uh, but we'll bring it up at the end. So okay, I'll bring it up now. Then she kills, and she apparently mates with and kills the the professor. Right, who is not a virgin, I would assume. Well, I guess, is he? I don't know. Oh, I guess he could be, but he's old to be a virgin. That'd be weird. Really old. It's yeah. really odd if he never had sex. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be like 45, 50. He wasn't like a bad looking guy or anything. No, and he was a nice person, so I'm sure he had sex. But we discover at the end, that's why I wanted to wait for the end, but we discover at the end that there are some eggs from them. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't just that she attacked and killed him so she could take his place. She mated with him, too. It's so gross. Forcibly, I guess, because he didn't look like he was into it. Well, you can't really tell because his head was gone, but... Um, I don't... No smile. I don't understand, like, how you can force a guy to spread his seed. I yeah. mean, you can force a guy to do some stuff. Yeah. But that seems like something you can't force. Mm, I don't know. Prostate uh, manipulation? I don't Ew. know. Ew. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. A, a, <laughs> a, a giant praying mantis that's like twice the size of a human being laying huge eggs and forcing teenage boys to jack off onto the eggs to fertilize them. Yeah, that's weird. But Careful. does that count as mating? Correct. Does that count? Because he said, she mates with you. This is what, how the guy described it to Xander. She starts pulsing and gyrating, and then she forces you to mate with her. Mm-hmm. He says, mate with her. She's already, oh yeah, the eggs come shooting out of her, he says. Then he forces you to mate with her. So explain it to me. Like, how does that work? What? What do you mean? Explain? Like, I have fucking knowledge of this. No, I want the kid in the cage to explain it. But I mean, like, mating implies sex, but maybe bugs don't have sex. Maybe she's got some kind of like vacuum-like appendage that kind of just ew, you know, ew, 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 forces it to to expel. Gross. Yeah, the whole thing's gross. That's the point. <laughs> so that's yeah. not where I thought this episode was going to go. No, when we talked about this how episode, how did you think it was going to go anywhere else? I didn't else. think that we were going to get into the minutia of how the interspecies sex worked. 
what comes out of those eggs? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to find that out next Other episode. praying mantis. Ew, maybe she's one, like the offspring of a person and a praying mantis. I don't know. That would kind of make sense. We get some half-assed explanation because new Donald Sutherland, Giles, <laughs> he calls somebody he knows in England that's in an insane asylum. Right. Well, apparently was hunting something like this. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. He's like, oh, you were right, you know. So is he getting out of the insane asylum now or what? But he was like, yeah, you're, uh, you were right. It's like this and everything. And we found it. And she and he's like, oh, okay, so he likes she likes virgins. Now, maybe that's not exclusive. But yeah. then it becomes implied that Xander and... The guy that was bragging about his sexual exploits earlier. Uh, right. You know, big surprise. The guy that was bragging about how much sex he's having isn't really having sex. Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of got to assume when high school boys are talking about sex that they're lying. Yes. So. Yes. Always. So, oh, and she gave Xander a martini. That, yeah. He, yeah. She roofied him. Yeah. It was, is, oh, did she roofie him? Yeah, but it's funny, too, because, yeah, she's giving an underage child. He's <laughs> supposed to be 16, even though he looks older. Yeah. But he, she gives an underage child alcohol at her house. I thought maybe he just had no uh, tolerance. No. She, no, drugged, she him. drugged him. Okay. And then he wakes up in the cage. But, like, why weren't any alarm bells going off in his mind? This supposedly hot teacher. There was no blood in his mind. Uh, that's true. That's That's the most believable part about the whole thing. That he would fall for it? Yeah, is that a teenage boy would just go along with whatever they thought an attractive woman said. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) So they figure out that Xander is with her, but they don't know where she lives. They can't find her. They, uh, They look her up, Miss French, and it turns out that she's an actual teacher was that's who's 90 years old that didn't ring any alarm bells race she registers with an actual name of an actual person whatever sure she steals this woman's identity that's fine i guess it makes sense but she uses the actual birth date so the principal wasn't like oh you don't look 90 right who would hire no offense i mean i know you're not supposed to have ageism and stuff but who would hire a 90 year old to teach well who would hire her and not have any questions when her thing says she's supposed to be 90 years old ridiculous yeah i agree so makes no sense so they find her house but they still don't know where the other lady is i don't remember how they found her oh i do how did they find her? They Alex. capture that fucking vampire. Oh, fork, and she's fork guy. like, uh, I know you smelled her. Well, here you go. They have do have a sense of smell. Yeah. I know you smelled her. Find her, and uh, he finds the house. Then he attacks her very briefly and gets dispatched very easily. Yeah, makes it seem like Angel doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. By the way, yeah, Angel seems like a pussy because she basically just stumbles into killing this dude. <laughs> And she had the physical prowess to drag him around and make him do her bidding. Right. Like, I mean, she is a badass, but. But guardian angel is not a very good guardian angel. <laughs> no. You're right. He is just there to accessorize her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, fi- I figured out Xander's role in this TV show. Hmm. He's the damsel in distress. Interesting. Basically, that's what he is. I like that. 
The damsel in distress. Yep, that's his role. The creepiest part about this episode, I think, was when the giant praying mantis monster is standing in front of the cages doing eeny, meeny, tiny. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, those poor boys. (laughs) They defeat uh, the praying mantis with the power of science. Right. Because Buffy figures out how to do it from science books. Because she did her homework. That's right. Yeah, if she hadn't had the conversation and what in the she, beginning of the episode uh, where he convinced her to do her homework, then this whole thing might have gone differently. And she discovered that the best way to defeat it was to um, cut it up into a bunch of pieces. Which, you know... Slice uh, and dice it. Seems like that would work no matter yeah, what. Yeah, a lot of things. <laughs> but what the thing that science told her was that... I can't, apparently bats eat praying manti, and so bat sonar sounds, I guess, kind of paralyze the yeah the praying mantis with fear. So she uses recorded bat sonar sounds, which is smart. But at first, hilarious. She has Giles record it, but at first, hilariously, it's Giles just dictating something. And you're going into fucking battle with a monster. You're not gonna. You're not going to make sure the tape's on the right side? <laughs> Come on, Giles. The fuck? Yeah, it was funny, though. I guess. So, the what did you think of the creature design here? Pretty hokey. Yeah, Rick Baker does not work on this show. I don't know who the fucking special effects artist is, but it's it's some, I mean, like, you know. Like, pre-Stan Winston shit. Like, it's not good. See, I don't know who either one of these people are that you're talking about. They're effects artists. I mean, I assumed, but... Rick Baker did uh, Gremlins. Okay. He designed and built all the Gremlins. Yeah, definitely not Rick Baker. No. Yeah. It's pretty... I know the budget's small, because it's TV. But it's not great looking. Well, I mean, it's kind of on par with that one show, uh, Sliders. Like how they had those giants, uh, you know, bees or whatever, wasps. That was bad. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it like that. It was worse than, it was better than sliders. <laughs> you think? Yes. Okay. But, yeah, not not great. No. But that's okay. But well, it was, we can at forgive least it. it was, at least it was real. At least it wasn't that terrible computer stuff that they're trying to use now. Yeah. At least it was a real thing that they built. So I'll give him that. A real gross thing. I will tell you what, though. I wanted to punch the cinematographer in the face during this episode. Why? The big fight scene. Now, it's a lot of it's in shadow when she's cutting up the thing, which I understand. Like, you know, it's silhouette. Silhouette on the wall and her. Right. And, and sound effects, which I get because budget limitations. But it's so dark in that basement. Yeah. There's so There's so little light. You can't see what's going on. And the there's too many cuts, and the the camera's too close up. And I, I guess they're hiding their 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 monetary limitations, but I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can see what you're saying, but I, I didn't see. I don't think about that shit when I'm watching a show, especially like if I'm oh, into it. Like you think about that stuff. Like I was just, I was just watching. It like yeah, Buffy's kicking ass. Yay. But I couldn't tell what kind of ass she was kicking. Does it matter? Yes. Why? Are you serious? How simple of a way to watch something is that? (laughs) You want to know what the ass is that's being kicked. 
or else you can't form an emotional connection to the ass or the foot. <laughs> I think that that giant puppet thing was probably so terrible looking that had we actually gotten a good look at it, yes. it would have killed our suspension of disbelief. Well, I know that's why it was filmed the way it was, but I just didn't like it. <sighs> they could have found some better ways, I think, to do it. I guess. But I, I don't know. The show's got to get more popular so it can get more money so it can have a little bit better production value. Here's Production hoping. value's still a little low on this show. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody in here that's known in any way. Yeah. Like, no one knows who the fuck Sarah Michelle Geller is. No one knows who, ah, I figured out her name, by the way, because it says it in the credits, Allison Hannigan. Okay. No one knows who she is, who plays Willow. <laughs> No one knows the dude that plays Xander or the dude that plays Giles. Or the dude that plays Angel? No, yeah, no one knows him either. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nobody, there are no, like in the movie, there was Rutger Hauer, there was fucking... Uh, Luke Pee- Perry. Pee Wee Herman, Luke Perry, and Donald Sutherland. Yeah. There were some names in the movie where you're like, okay, well, I know this person. Nobody knows who these people are. That's okay. So they're not. I'm sure they're not getting paid much money. I mean, they're getting paid something, but... They're not getting, it's not like they're, they're not making what the people that are on Friends are making. Well, here's the Production thing, though. Production costs are really low for this show, that's what I'm saying. Here's the thing, though, is, um, you know, TV shows about teenagers, I think, tend to have more no-name people because they haven't been around that long. Yeah, they need more fresh faces. Yeah, that's all right. I think they're doing a good job. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's part of, like, it, you can see there's not much money being put into the show. Uh, yeah. That doesn't mean that it's bad, that the show's bad. It just means they have budget limitations. And they're on the WB. So right. <laughs> that's not a you know a giant network or anything. True, true. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know if the... I mean, they had enough money to get Nerf Herder, I guess. But Yeah, again. <laughs> I wonder if Nerf Herder's like, on they're contract for the whole like, season or whatever. Show. Teacher's Pet Carol, what would you think of this episode? Is this the best episode so far? Probably, but at the same time, I would have liked a little more vampire in the vampire show. I mean, there was some vampire action, but not not much. There's not much vampire in this vampire show. No. I will tell you, I think this was my favorite episode. Yeah. I still don't love this show, but it seems like it's getting better. I think so. I I actually cared a little bit about Buffy and her situation because of the teacher, and she seemed emotionally affected by the death of this teacher. Yeah. And at the end, she finds his glasses on the floor of the classroom. By the way, I guess no investigation. Cops aren't fucking doing anything. No one saw those glasses. Yeah, there was no cops. She put the glasses on his desk, and apparently no one ever noticed that. And she grabbed them at the end of the episode and was like, I'm I'm keeping these. Hmm. Hmm. And then we see under the projector there's uh, fucking eggs of the praying mantis that's about to to hatch. Here's the thing, though. Like, Do you want that to come back? Because I don't. Like, it feels like it should, but at the same time, it's like, vampire show should have more vampires, so I don't know if I want more praying mantis monsters. Maybe they'll just, maybe it'll be a thing at the beginning of the episode, of the next episode, where there's another, like, praying mantis. She's like, what the fuck? And then they, like, whatever, they dispatch it real quick, and then that leads to something else. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that will make it feel a little less monster of the week, but <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that is uh, the episode for the week. 
It is. It was. I hope y'all are watching uh, Buffy and enjoying uh, listening to us talk about it. Yeah, me too. So um, go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retroleafy.com. Yep. And uh, tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.